Cosmo Babies. On this week's episode, we are talking about going into business with your bestie. I am your host, Annie MacArthur, and I'm joined by my co-host today, Erin Gray. And we have two special guests with us, Madeline Peroni and Jen Jones. Welcome, and thank you both so much for joining us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, so let's just go ahead and jump right into it. I think this is such an important conversation to have because I think so many people in professional beauty will, even while in school, are probably like, I'm going to open a salon with my best friend. And that sounds awesome. But there are some very real steps to get there. And I think that that is a really important conversation to talk about and to have. And because it's not all rainbows and sunshines, I think, you know even though a lot of times it is. We talk about y'all's journey. I mean, like, can we just get like the background, basic steps, like how you met and what you're doing right now? So we met, I guess it would be seven years ago, right? And so I had moved to Las Vegas from Reno and um, I had applied at a, a Veda salon that was opening up near where I lived in Las Vegas. and. We, Madeline and I were part of the first team of people that they'd hired for the opening of the salon. And we just, I mean, I like to tell a story that the second time I ever met Madeline, like we had to go in for trainings before the salon ever even opened. And we'd all briefly met the first time, you know, and then some time had passed. And then we came back to, to help with the opening of the salon. And Madeline came up to me and gave me this big hug. And I was like, I barely remember, like, how, like, it was just, it, like, caught me off guard, you know? Who are you? (laughs) But, like, I don't know, ever since then, and then when the salon opened, you know, we all kind of were going through it because, you know, we were all trying to build our clientele in this new salon, and, you know, there were a lot of very lean, dry days of clients, and so, yeah, I think we just kind of formed a friendship through that, and she moved away for a while, and she came back to Vegas and we always kind of stayed in touch. And we then started working together again at an Aveda, another Aveda salon. And through that, I think we just, I, I think we always wanted something more. And we both kind of had that drive and ambition and dream. And we would talk about it. The more we talked about it, I think we realized that what our vision of a salon would be was very similar. And we're different, but we're alike in a lot of ways. And I think that meshes well. But yeah. And then right before COVID, we decided we finally got the balls to like put our money where our mouth was and go look at a room and put a deposit down. And then COVID happened and everything shut down. And so that was really scary because it was like we finally had gotten the courage enough to do something that we really wanted to do. And then COVID happened. But we did it anyways, and we opened back up. We Our first day in our new spot was in June, three years ago, and that's how Salon Jam was born. I'm sure Madeline can fill in holes because I feel like rambling, but... Oh, yeah. She, like, hit all the marks. Yeah, when I moved, we were really good friends. We actually, we had so much time on our hands. We would dye each other's hair black once a week. I think it was one week. Yeah. Once or... I have pictures of myself at a wedding. My hair was so black, it was blue, literally blue. But we did. And then I moved and worked at a salon back in Chicago, where I'm from, and moved back to Vegas. And I was working at a salon at the time where I was just, it was a great place, but I was making like no money. And I was like, ooh, if this is what you make as a hairdresser, this is not for me. I cannot live like this. Come come and apply. Come work with us. Come work with us. And 
finally I did. And and yeah, she basically like hit all the marks. Again, awesome slot in place, but we just we had reached a point where we wanted to be more and do more. And we talked about it so much. And I think we were in the back room one day and I finally was like, listen, we're just going to keep talking about this shit or we're going to do it. So either we're going to be like miserable and complain about it or we got to go. And yeah. we cried in our car a lot before we yeah. put our... Yeah. It's weird though, because I feel like COVID was almost helpful for us because we had been out of that element for... How long were we not in the salon? Got two months. Yeah. Two months. We were out of it for two months. And and to be honest, like that gave us so much time to really like think about what we wanted it to look like. Think about what we wanted our culture to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, think about, you know, I mean, a lot of the money that we did have that we saved, we put, we just started slowly buying things to build, you know, what we have now. And I feel like it's evolving and changing like every week, every, I mean, we don't see it because we're in it, but. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, it has grown and evolved so much from when we started. So it's cool. Yeah. I feel like you just hit some really good points there for people to think about is the one thing that really struck me was what do we want our culture to look like? And even though it's the two of you in a salon space together, there's still a culture there. Like Mm -hmm. there's still that, that backbone of what does this look like to the rest of the world? And I think that's something that people tend to skip as a step when thinking about going out on their own is that's such an important piece to it how did you guys kind of sit down and like put that together on what that culture in your salon space was going to be well i think we would we both love going to classes we like getting education and we would drive we also use it as a time to have like a girl's trip and go to la and have fun but On the drives, we would talk a lot about, um, and that's why we came up with our, you know, we do merchandising. And so we came up with our, our merchandising is two in the desert because we would go on these drives to these classes and in the car, like we would talk about like what we wanted our room to smell like, what we wanted it to feel like, things that we wanted that we took from other salons that we had worked at that we really liked that we wanted to incorporate with what we wanted to do and things that we felt like we we should have done at other salons that we're like okay well we're gonna do that in our salon you know and I feel like for both of us it we both really care about our clients and the experience that they have when they come in so I feel like as long as you're I mean really anywhere you go you know it could be a nice restaurant it could be you know a bar that you go into and you're just like man that person was like I got awesome service that was like a really nice touch like we kind of, we take that and we're like, we should do that in our room. Like we should do that, you know? Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. I feel like we're constantly trying to elevate the experience that clients have, you know, in our salon. Like we, you know, obviously they come because they like what we do with their hair. But I think more than that, I think they they like the little things that we do and the little touches here and there. And so I feel like for Madeline and I, in those talks, we would really, we kind of realized that we both were people of, we pay attention to the details and things and, and what we wanted our clients to feel like when they were in the room. Yeah. I'll say like bouncing off of that. Yeah. Experience is everything. That's like my biggest piece of advice I could give to anybody. Even if you're doing something completely by yourself, you know, you have an experience, whether you're walking into the gas station or you're walking in to get a service. And so like, it matters, you know, like you remember that 
one it, it would say basically like 10 people will write a bad, like a small amount i don't remember the number will write a good review you know mm-hmm. and so i think that it's so important as a hairdresser to remember like we are here to serve them like mm-hmm. we are a person in our chair and i think in some parts of the industry that's almost kind of like forgotten but i think that that's it's huge it's huge and also, you know, like Jen was saying, like what we wanted to smell like, like they say sense of smell, like when you smell something, that's kind of like one of the things you always remember in your head. You smell it somewhere else and you're like, oh, that's why they have scenting companies, right? Like one of my girlfriends works for a scenting company and they sent the hotels here. And it's like that people remember that and it brings them back to a time where they were happy, they were excited, whatever memory they have. Um, so for instance, we chose lemongrass and so people know like our hot towels have lemongrass on them so when people walk in i think that's one of the first things that majority of people say is oh my god it smells so good in here today you know so Mm -hmm. i love that it's i i love branding and i love talking about branding especially with like social media and like brands in general so i'm like yes like this is a conversation like making me so excited right now because i think again a lot of people kind of skip these steps a lot like these little finite details that make such a huge impact on the client base is so so important even if you are completely by yourself in a salon suite and it is just you like those little details are really what can make or break the entire experience yeah yeah because there's so many hairdressers in the world the person that sits in your chair could go to anybody mm-hmm. every four to every four to six weeks right like that's a big deal and we're about, we're we are in a space where we rent a room and you know i had heard it before i ever even dreamed of renting a room and we've heard it since we have been in our room and we have heard it from people other people that rent rooms where we work and they say that this is where hairdressers come to die you know and that's like that's <laughs> something that you know it's Unfortunately, it's a stigma. There's a lot of, I think there's a lot of stigmas and a lot of kind of things that we have to fight as hairdressers. And that's one of them. I have always, I've heard that from, I mean, I've been doing hair for almost 16 years and I've heard that for a long time. So I think those little, even, you know, like Madeline was saying, like, even if you are on your own in a room, if you, if you're trying to figure out like, okay, how do I get new clients or how do I make my clients? I want to raise my price, but I, you know, I want to do something that doesn't like maybe you can't afford education or maybe you can't afford to go to a class or I don't know, whatever, you know, but focusing on those little things so that you can, that you can elevate the customer experience. Like that just makes such a big difference to them, especially nowadays. Like everything is getting more expensive everywhere you go. Like it's just, it is what it is. You know, it's expensive to buy gloves. It's expensive to buy foil. It's expensive to buy water. Like, I mean, everything. And so hair is obviously going to get more expensive. You're going to charge more. So you got to you got to do more like and it doesn't mean you have to break the bank to do it but just get even just getting creative on little things that you can do that are going to make your client you know remember you and go wow like I've been to a lot of places and I've never had anyone do this before you know mm-hmm. it what are the not- top three things that you guys do at your salon that you think elevate the experience we do the hot towel with lemongrass on every single mm-hmm. client okay while their conditioner sits on, we put a hot hot towel on them, and it's it's really nice. And just uh, recently, we have oh no, go ahead. We have a referral program, so which is which is a great way that we feel brings more clients. 
us. We know social media is super important and we're trying our best to be better at it. I think it's one thing that the both of us aren't obsessed with, but we've had great results with word of mouth. Rewarding our clients that are going out and spreading the word. You know, we give a little bit off to the new client, but we're going to give more off to the client that's actually going out, taking the time to, you know, if somebody stops them in the grocery store, that they're taking the time to, oh, well, here, let me give you their card. Let me, you know. And if we've just recently started, because it's freaking hot here, that we do the hot towel. So Madeline and I, we had been talking about like, oh, wouldn't it be nice if they're laying at the shampoo bowl and like there was like a little, like a toner, like a mist or something like that was cooling, you know? And then boom, Colton King came out with their super water spray and we use Colton King uh, salon. So now when they're sitting there with the hot towel on, we give a little mist of the super water and it feels really nice because they've got the hot towel on within the cool mist and it's moisturizing and hydrating and all that stuff. And it's just, it's just papery, you know? Nice. Very nice. I love that. I love that you, I love that you are creating experiences because I think that even when, you know, even when you go home and maybe a haircut wasn't a hundred percent what you envisioned or a color maybe wasn't a hundred percent, you know, the way you like thought you wanted it to be. It's those, it's those small touches and it's that person and that personality that you're connecting with that will keep you going back. Right. I mean, like Gino Stampora for years has said like he was a terrible hairdresser, but he was booked and it was because of the personal touches, you know? And so I think it's, that I think that you're right. I think we'll forget we're in a service-based industry and and we are here to to provide a service to clients. I kind of want to go back to to something that you were saying in the beginning about when you guys were driving to LA for education and you would kind of use that time to talk business and like figure things out. It made me think a lot about early in the hair nerds brand when Aaron and I were driving back and forth we both used to like Sacramento <laughs> and California so it'd be like a five or six hour drive from Sacramento to LA and we would do that what twice a month at least and yeah, at least yeah so I'm like oh my gosh that drive from Vegas to LA is like yeah. very similar <laughs> yeah but it's it those moments I think are really what helped her and I build up so many of our ideas and like the foundations of our brand identity and planning on things we wanted to do and where we wanted to take the brand and how we wanted to elevate it or offer new things or change something. And I think those moments are really special. And I think it's a huge part of what can signal you in that beginning of, is this going to work with this person? Because I think that if you can spend four hours driving through the desert <laughs> with your bestie and not kill each other, like I think it really says something, you know, about like the foundation of being able to spend even more time together. I'm a terrible road tripper, which is why I say that. Oh my God. Worst. I'm <laughs> awful. What's like a two-year-old and you have to give her like the life hack if you want to travel <laughs> in the parker anywhere. You just need like pink and red starburst and she's like you know like a small child you better give her like little snacks and she's <laughs> your little candies along the way well gotta get out and walk around like of the of the duo here so i never drive i think that definitely is big on our relationship but yeah. that's that's funny you said that though because actually when we went to california right before we left for japan we kind of had that conversation like we've been friends for so long and Sometimes, you know, you have to separate the fact that like, yes, we're best friends, but there's also things in business that 
are serious things sometimes that like mm-hmm. you have up with each other and you might not see both eye to eye, but you kind of figure out a way of like, you know, communicating. I think we joke a lot, like our signs balance each other out quite a bit. So we got lucky in that mm-hmm. department. But I think that the main thing about, you know, really like keeping that bond so tight, because it is really special. You know, you're in a relationship with this person. Like, absolutely. You know, like we're, we're dating. Mm-hmm. That's what it's like when you're that close with someone, especially when it comes to finances and a business. It's your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just communicate. Like that's the bit in, in any relationship, right? And you just communicate what you're thinking, what you're feeling. I mean, there's some days where we're, where I, this is it. Everything's on fire. What do you, you know? And she usually like, no, it's not. I have an extinguisher. We're good. And then it kind of, we bounce back and forth like that. And I think that that's, that is super important in picking who you're going to do it with. You yeah. know, the more we're talking Luckily, here, the more I'm realizing that I think that Aaron is the gen in our relationship yeah, so and I'm the bad one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I but mean, you luckily, know what? It has to be like that. Like yeah. you have to be able to balance off of one another like that. Yeah. Luckily, I feel like we're both people that we need to get all of the information before we make it a big decision. Madeline can definitely be like, if she has an idea, it's hot, let's do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely more the kind of like, okay, yeah, that's a good idea. And kind of talk it through, you know, but I feel like when it comes to really big, crucial ideas about business and what we want to do, or we're both very kind of, okay, let's get all the information. Who have you talked to? Okay, I know this person. Let's talk to, you know, we like to try to get, because that's the only way you can make the best decision for yourself. I mean, I before we even left, even put the deposit down or went to look at a room, we were talking to people that we knew that had done this before, that had gone, that had left their salon and gone out on their own. Like, what did you do? What were the things that we took a class here in Vegas that it was a color class, right, Madeline? Yeah. yeah. And so she brought her CPA and then her financial person. And but that was, I mean, that was the year, the year before we even went to go look. So we had already kind of started putting wheels in motion, whether or not we saw them as that. But we were gathering information to, and the more people we talked to, we were like, oh yeah, that's so-and-so. So we heard them say that in the class and, or we, oh yeah, so-and-so said that, that, that was, so I feel like in that way, we're not, because I would have a problem being in business with somebody that was just very fly by the seat of their pants, was constantly like, I've known about Madeline that she is very, she is very reliable. She's dependable. She is consistent. She's very responsible. And, butter- huh? I said, buttering me up right now. God, <laughs> she's still Leo. This is the Leo part that she likes. <laughs> but no, but it's, I mean, you, that's what you learn about somebody when you're friends. You know, you kind of see those, you see the good, the bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. And the parts about Madeline that I felt like, okay, I'm not worried about going into business with this person. You know, I'm not, I'm not worried about the fact that she's constantly calling out or she's constantly a flake. We all worked at, we've all worked with people like that, you know, and, and if somebody comes up to you and is like, oh yeah, let's, we need to, I don't I don't want to work here anymore. Let's go get, let's go get a room together. I really, thank yeah. you for <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that's another thing too, right? Like when choosing a person, you want to make sure like if you're going 50-50, you know, and that was one thing and I think about it that Jen and I have just always kind of like agreed on. We do everything evenly, right? And maybe one time, she goes and does something and maybe it was a little bit more than I did, but it's always kind of balanced out the way that we do things. Now, that probably would not work for everybody. 
because finances is a big thing. And so I think that's something for a lot of people to think about is like they really sit down and kind of like discuss those things and what's your mutual understanding on how we're going to do this and how the ball is going to roll on on things like that. Because I wouldn't want to walk in and be like, yo, my rent came out and yours did not. <laughs> never have to worry about is like, we never have to worry like, hey, I paid that bill. I mean, constantly writing each other checks and paying each other back. And it's never like, it can't work like that, especially that will ruin a friendship. I think that's one thing that's really important too is, you know, when it comes to money, people people act different. If you have a really good friendship, you want to make sure you keep that and not ruin it for things that are disposable. And also fill in, fill in the gap, right? Like, because none of us are perfect people. And so instead of finding someone who's exactly like you, like fill in the hole. That's what Annie and I have done is I'm I'm good at a very particular set of things. And the things that I'm not good at, she's amazing at. And the things that she struggles with, like those are the things that like I, you know, really have a, a, a solid foundation on. And so we're able to bounce. Together we make one fully functioning person who like <laughs> does things really well. You know, we're still not like super outgoing, but but we're working on it. If you're both terrible at finances, I mean, okay, then we know like, we're going to have to really hire an incredible CPA, right? I mean, if neither of you likes to go to work, then opening a salon together is probably not a great thing. You've got to really figure out like, okay, like how how do we complement each other? Mm-hmm. Aaron and I have always joked because like a fun fact about us is that we are both blind in our left eyes. And so together, <laughs> wow. That's I know it's we weird. Have, yes. Yeah, we have yeah. like one functioning set of eyes. Okay, but it's well, like, then y'all were meant to right? be. Like, meant to be. Yeah, I know. And, and it's like different. Like Erin's like legally blind in her left eye, or I'm just neurologically blind in my left eye. It's a little different. You find your puzzle pieces. <laughs> like, yeah. It's Which is also why I make Erin drive everywhere too, because I am definitely right. like a passenger princess. So <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Definitely. And I make better time. I'm like a let's make good time dad. And she's like, let's stop. Let's 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 stop. pull over and grab snacks. Yeah. <laughs> let's look at this. What's what's going on over here? What do you think? What do you think has been the hardest part of maintaining a friendship and a business? I wish that we had like something. We do a lot together. And I wish, I don't know, you might have something, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this quite answers the question or not, but it is kind of like we actually had this conversation when we were before we went to Tokyo, actually. And I think so I'm a little bit older than Madeline. And talking about holes and personalities, I am very I'm way more of an introvert. I'm more of the silent observer, you know, whereas Madeline is she walks into a room, people are drawn to her and she's just that that's just our differences in our personalities, which I've learned a lot from Madeline about just being more like open about building relationships differently. But I think too, just being in different places in your life sometimes, like you feel, I've never really noticed our age differences, but I think sometimes you feel like, I guess those insecurities kind of creep in and you're like, okay, does she like me? I mean, I don't care like how old you are. Like you still have those moments of like, does she like me? Did I say something? Am I not cool? Am I, you know, am I boring? So I think sometimes the friendship aspect of it actually kind of more so than the business. I feel like with the business, we, I feel like we really keep that separate. I feel like when it, when I'm feeling something and insecurity, it's more to do with the friendship 
than the business. Yeah. But it when I'm feeling insecure and then we go to work together, then I'm like, oh my God, why is she not talking? Why she's being quiet today? Is she she not like, you know what I mean? Like it's just that self-talk in your head. Right. But I did I brought it up to her and it was it was a vulnerable thing to bring up because it, it makes me feel like I'm back in high school. I'm like, do you like me anymore? You know? Well, yeah, there was a lot, lot of tears. Over bourbon espresso martinis, but yes. like, wait, that could have had something to do with it, you know? Yeah. But I, I, but I agree with her. I mean, even if I, I don't say that, I feel that way sometimes too. And like in the beginning, I mean, we were opening this business and then we were together all weekend. And we, we were working out together. We were spending the whole day together. And I think finally, Rich was, you two, are we together again? Like, are they? Right. And so I think, and I think we do a pretty good job now of making sure we, we went out together last Friday or like planning shows and stuff like that. But when you're with someone four to four day, four to three days, like three to four days out of the week, you're with them a lot and you're with them all. But I think we were kind of like, we hang out and then we, we don't outside of work. But yeah. I agree that that sometimes is probably like, that's probably the only thing though. Yeah. But I genuinely enjoy being around Madeline. So it's a hard, it's like a hard pill to swallow because you're like, okay, we don't need to be together all the time. People want a relationship, <laughs> boyfriend and girlfriend. You know what I mean? You do need time apart. You do need time to do your own thing and find your own thing and find it because everybody's on their own journey. So you have to kind of like right. discover like who you are. And, and I think that makes the friendship better. You know, because I feel mm-hmm. like you're then both bringing like new things to the table. And I think ultimately it makes your business better because then yeah. you're both learning new, th- you know, it's it's good to do things together. But then I think it's also, it is good to do things apart. I don't know if it's like a female thing or just like an insecurity thing or whatever, but you know, it's not a personal thing. Yeah. Well, and it is hard to like, it is hard to, to kind of remove that like business is business and relationships are relationships. But when you are running a business with someone that you have a very close relationship with. It's like, you know, and there are ebbs and flows. Annie, Annie and I lived in the same town for a year and we would see each other every single day and we worked together every single day. And then she moved to LA and she was just a six hour, you know, drive or a 45 minute flight away. And then, and now she's in Washington and that's a whole different situation. And then we had COVID, you know? And so, yeah, I would go spend like a week you know, like during COVID, I think Annie was one of the only people I saw during COVID, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, but it was like, it, so, like it changes so much. Right. But now we've just like, when we do, when we do trips, we build on like an extra day and a half on the front and the back of a trip, because like, we know that like on a work trip, like we're not going to get anything done that yeah. first day and a half. Cause we're going to want to hang out, you know? And so it's, like, I also okay, want to so go like, don't, don't I see you're going to fly in and we're going to start working. And then you're just going to leave. Like, it, like she gets really upset about it. She's like, so, and so like, I'll build time on the back and I'll build time on the back and I'll be like, just in case, you know? And so now we just like, that's kind of how we've like mitigated that because it did, I mean, it, like it causes hurt feelings because it's like, you, you want to hang out, you know, mm-hmm. but you're there for work. And so how do you, how do you do both? And that was, that was our solution was you just you add on time, mm-hmm. you add on time, you hang out. Definitely. Yeah, we just got back from a seven day cruise that we went on and we made it. It was fantastic. Like, I wish I had an affiliate link. I recommend everyone do it. It was so much fun. (laughs) I'm in cruise bloggers. Yeah, it's fun. Like, you're kind of like stuck on there and it's like there's something to it that's really good. Like, Mm -hmm. it's good. 
Absolutely. And okay, like, we made, it, like, what? Make no mistake. All we did was eat the whole time. The like, whole time. Mm-hmm. and Annie never eats ever. Like, Annie never eats. I'll, I'll text her and be like, have you eaten today? Because it's 10 p.m. She'll be like, not yet, but I'm going to have some promise. And I'm like, I need to eat something. And every two hours, she's like, I just need a little snack. I think it's time for our snack, isn't it? It's yeah. So it was really funny to see, like, suddenly, suddenly she was ready. She was down to clown. Yeah. When it was buffeting Karen. It's like, I'm taking advantage of these buffets. Absolutely. Right. But, but like, like at the, the beginning point. of it, like, we made a, we made a, like, a pact, I guess. Like, what would you call it? Like, like, we basically were like, we're not talking about work. Like, this is purely vacation. Like, we're not going to be working. We're not doing anything else. Like, we're just going to, like, kind of enjoy the time that we have. And for us, because we don't see each other very often, I think that doing something like that, we actually realized how important that time together was. And yeah, now we're cruisers, apparently, and we're going on cruises every year. Like in a relationship, you're going on cruises. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up talking about work. It's like we did. We got a little bit, but there were like small (laughs) moments of, because I think when like Mm -hmm. your life kind of revolves around Mm -hmm. that thing you know your mm-hmm. business like it I think sometimes it's really hard to not talk about it because that's you know what the main focus of your life is about. it was kind of nice to have that moment to reset with each other and then in those moments mm-hmm. where it's like oh like I'm kind of inspired or I thought about something or you know like that thing pops up like you're able to kind of talk about it and move on instead of having to only have conversations about work when you are able to have that moment to sit down and connect and like chat yeah. with each other for sure. Uh-huh. And I was saying, okay, so hey, so like, here's what's coming up. Like, what, like what's coming up? Because oh, you have you have the salon, but you also have, like, the perfume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, got, got a couple things going. Yeah. yeah. We we actually, we just had, a vet, had an event for our three-year anniversary. So that's one thing that we've, like, tried to incorporate within our space is events. And we like to include other small businesses that are in our city. So we have a really good friend who has a vintage company. So we have her come in with like a rack of clothes that she sells. We had another friend who was actually a manager of ours at the first salon. She hired the both of us at the first salon we ever worked at. She does wood art pieces. And we have a piece of hers like in the salon. She came and sold those. We had tiny tats. We do permanent jewelry. So we really like try to bring a community together, which I think Mm -hmm. is like really fun to see. And I think Jen and I both agreed. We just like to have parties and shop culture but like it's a write-off yeah Yeah, it's a write-off but yeah so we have two in the desert we we just started packaging them in new bottles and new boxes which we love and you guys will be able to get yes Uh, but we don't have anything being new within the next couple months really coming up i don't think jen did i mean we're we're working on becoming educators for mr smith so which is the product line that we carry in the salon and that we use So we have a training with them. I believe it's next week. Okay. So that's kind of in the works. That's kind of starting up for us right now. But as far as that, I think I think that's kind of where we're at right now. Is you that know, something you both wanted to do? Guys. Yes. And we've we both I mean, Jen was an educator at one time and I don't really know if I'm gonna be great at teaching people, but I've always like had a desire. I've always thought it was really cool that people can get up there and do it. And I loved being an apprentice and I love going to classes. So I think that's something I could really get out of that and I would enjoy. We both really want to do fashion week too. So yeah, we interviewed for our education program. 
hilarious. I, I actually put together a reel of like the bloopers. So we sent in the original, like the, the actual application video. And we also sent in the blooper. We might have we thought it was better than they did, but yeah, we did not get any feedback. We were, we were like, we really thought we would get this email of just like, you girls are just hilarious. Y'all really knocked it out of the park. We just got nothing. No, we are going to do a second interview of you two separately. So <laughs> we're like, yeah, so we don't like, do I don't like how you put that emphasis on the separately part. It's like all caps. That's really funny. Well, okay. So quick side note, if you are interested in Fashion Week, Aaron and I definitely have some information that we could share. And well, anyone who's listening to the podcast, if you're wedded. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so anyone who's listening to the podcast who is also interested in Fashion Week, definitely slide into our DMs because we have info on how to make that happen for you. Both. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so we will make sure like, that we pass that along because show, it's you know, not like bullshit shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like good stuff. Worldwide, so, global. World stops. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Definitely. And then I, it's so funny that you bring up the education thing and Madeline, you're saying that it's, you're not sure if it's something that you're going to be good at. So I was recording a podcast yesterday, actually, with someone else. And we were talking about how to, about education and being an educator and things like that. And he made such a good point. His name is Kelly Gorsuch. He's a really good friend of ours and he's very, very smart. And the thing that I, very much took away from our conversation was that he said, you always have to think of education like a ladder and you're going to learn from the person who is one step above you because you're not going to be able to comprehend or understand the person that is either all the way at the top or even just a couple steps ahead of you because your your comprehension level is going to be where you'll be able to understand the person that is on that next step. And I think that is such an important viewpoint on there because I think that there's so much that we can pass along to people in where their comprehension is versus where our comprehension is. And so I think that thinking that you may not be a good educator, I think that you're going to really surprise yourself because there really is so much that you can give to somebody and the people that are going to be able to take that and fully comprehend and learn and grow to reach the step where you're currently at, like you're going to find those people and be, they're going to be attracted right to you. And they're going to take everything that you're able to give to them. Yeah. Piggybacking kind of off what you just said, going back to like having a space, just kind of how you said like you got levels, right? Mm-hmm. So I think like through this journey, like now we're on three years, we've, and this is just advice for people that are going to get into doing this and want to do it, is there's levels. And like we look on social media, we see people doing it, whether they're in a small space or a big salon or things like that. And you're just like, damn, I'm not, what, I mean... I suck, like, but you know, yeah. and I think you have to remind yourself, like, you just started, like, you just started, mm-hmm. a year, and you learn, and you look back, and and this is what you learned, and this is what you taught someone, you know, and then now this is two years, and this is three years, and so yeah, I like that bit of advice that he gave because it's true, it's like everything is learning, and you could only you could only learn so much at a time. You can't you can't be that way. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. Social media is not real. Like I was just gonna say, yeah, I was at a school and I was I was at a school in Utah, and there were so many girls were like their dads were just writing them blank checks. They were in school, and dad was already building the salon, like, Mm -hmm. and it was gonna like a twenty a twenty chair salon, and they were like gonna pull like big names for like creative directors, like. And 
and do big contracts with companies and like they were going to go to the Redkin Exchange. Like you we're not it's not an even playing field and we're not all starting out, you know, like not everybody's debts, the CEO of Marriott. And it just social's not real. And yeah. it's OK. You don't wear the hairdresser hat. It's like it's all OK. Like it's all it's OK. So- Start where you're at. Go and do your hair. And like, it's okay. And the thing is, too, is like, appreciate the journey, right? Because it's like, if you just jump right into that, you don't appreciate, you know, starting the bottom. And it's the same thing. Talked a lot about this when we were all in Tokyo together with Ken, just the assisting programs. And I was just talking to my one client whose son wants to be a producer and he's starting in LA and he is the runner. Like, they want an Uh express an express espresso they want the 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 studio clean he's cleaning the studio and so i think self even you know being an assistant and working under someone and i still have the best relationship with my educator he tells me every day if you move back like i want you to manage my salon and i'm like what like and so you yeah. pre- like starting slow <laughs> learning <laughs> you know valuing those moments because because once you're there you're like there's always more. You always want more, right? So yeah, definitely. But I think also too, like even like even when you feel like, I mean, you we always hear it like you can never learn. You you like we never stop learning. As soon as you stop learning or thinking that you've learned everything that there is, and you might as well just quit whatever it is you're doing because you will never, especially in this industry, thing is changing. Every things that we're cool in the 70s, they're coming back or in the 90s, you know, it's coming back around, but like with this new twist. And so you con- you're constantly having to learn, especially now with TikTok, it's like, I want a butterfly cut. And it's like, girl, that's just layers runner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, <laughs> he's like he's like words and new phrases for all these haircuts and styles. But I mean, yeah. you even when you reach the top, I feel like you still need to have a servant's heart, you know, like, we sweep for each other in our salon, you know, like we clean up after each other. Like we like, it's like we assist each other when we can. And I feel like that is like going back to a culture, like creating, like if, you know, if one day we do open our own salon, like our own brick and mortar salon, that's the culture that I want to have. Like that nobody is above picking up a broom and or helping somebody like if they need like you know they're running late and they're behind and something didn't work out and it's like what do you need like yep. do you need me to tear foil do you need to go mix you more color do you need I mean what do you you mean to blow dry do you mean to shampoo like what do you you know what do you need and that is like when you are just behind the chair and you are like silently sweating and having a panic attack inside somebody coming up to you and just saying what can I do for you is like yeah. the most amazing gift and to have mm-hmm. that with just the two of us is so nice. And that's something I think that we both will continue on as we grow in the future is just that's like rule number one. It's like, I don't care how busy you are. If somebody needs help, help them. Yeah. I think that's great life advice. Because I feel like even in Aaron and I's business, like that's kind of what it's what we do for each other. You know, if one of us is having a bad day or, you know, things are going on, we, we try to to help make sure that the other feels like supported and seen and, and, you know, what do you need? And it's important. I think it's really yeah. important when you're in business or, with somebody to make sure that you go, I'll be a good those, human, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. How to be, how to be a good human. And yeah. And, yeah. Like just get back to one another in this life, mm-hmm. you know, because we live in, 
we're in we're in this culture of like me 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 and like look at me and like you know my god i don't know tiktok i mean ruining the world look like what people do among the many things that you guys do but like that trip to tokyo like i that was such a like really like life-changing eye-opening like i i knew i was i knew that we were gonna have fun no matter what happened but i really did not anticipate loving japan and tokyo as much as i did like that culture like if you can go i think everybody should go to tokyo everybody should yeah (laughs) at one point in their life because just they are a country that really they're very community like community oriented whereas like we're very individualistic they it's like how is my area going to affect your area and how is your you know like it's like a Uh they're very respectful respectful of each other's space and things and they're like it was just they respect an everything trip yeah where they live right like and i feel like that back from that actually gave us so many ideas like to incorporate like in our space and just how we treat people and just yeah making everybody feel welcome and like it's it is amazing when you go there and you see like you just work together right like we're so hardcore here we're like stepping on each other to get to the top but it's so much more fun when it's like a group effort and you're at the top and everybody wins and i've always said Mm -hmm. like everybody wins yeah so well if anyone is interested in going to tokyo with us on a hair venture we will be going to Japan twice in 2024. So we're going two times. <laughs> Different locations. We'll be headed to Japan, Tokyo, Japan in the end of March in 2024. We will also be headed to Osaka and Kyoto in the fall of 2024. So oh. Keep your eye out. There are many hair ventures awaiting along with many other locations that we will be headed to next year. So, yeah. And hopefully Jen and Madeline will be joining us. We're working on starting for Madeline and Jen right now. <laughs> Love that. Working out educators and details. You know, shopping, good places to shop. Because we know, Absolutely. we know if we're going to take a trip for you guys, there's got to be killer shopping. So, yes. Uh, we already have uh-huh. the perfect handle. Hashtag jam in Japan. Yes. <laughs> I love it. That's it. We're ready. Again in my wallet. Perfect. <laughs> oh my God, me too. I was like, okay. I know that I've taken up a lot of y'all's time today, but I have one more question for both of you. It's my favorite question to ask people. What would you today give advice to yourself back in cosmetology school? It's going to be okay. I think, and this is going to sound so cheesy and cliche, but like truly like whatever you dream and whatever your thought is of like what you want your future of holding a title as a hairdresser to be, as long as you do it and you're determined and you allow space to learn, you will get there. You can do anything. I love that. What about you, Jen? Uh, mine would be to trust yourself. Listen to your gut. Don't, don't be, don't, and it's, I feel like, especially with social media, I feel like we see a lot of people that look like they've got a lot going on. But I think sometimes, especially when you're young and you're impressionable, I think people can take advantage of that. And I think just really being mindful of yourself and trusting in yourself and your process and what feels right to you. Because I feel like people can kind of lead you astray. And when you're thirsty and you're hungry and you want to just learn everything you can, I think some people can be, can 
take advantage of that. So I would just say to somebody that's coming fresh out of school, you know, have a little bit of discernment and to trust yourself, you know, be true to yourself, stand, stand up for yourself and listen to your heart and follow your path. And if something doesn't jive with you, move on because there's other, there's other salons, there's other people that are willing to teach you what they know. And no salon is perfect. And I think that that was something that I really, I fell into a trap of right out of beauty school. And when I finally moved away, I was like, wow, like there's, I can do so much more with my career when I just really get back to listening to myself and trusting myself that I, I am capable of more than just what I was pigeonholed into doing in a salon. So yeah, I think that would be my biggest, biggest advice to my, to my younger self back in cosmetology school and then to anybody that's coming out of cosmetology school. Yeah. I love that. That's powerful. It is. I think, I think so many of us, you know, that's, I think that's really legit. Absolutely. Well, I just want to thank you both so much for joining us today. This has been an absolute pleasure. And it's so nice to see you guys again because it's been a long while. And I just want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode and definitely make sure that you leave us a review or a comment, slide into our DMs, let us know what you'd like to hear in the future. And also make sure to subscribe and like us on Apple iTunes, Amazon Music, and every other podcast streaming station. We'll see you guys next week. And thank you again. Bye.